Today I actually want to do something really different. Uh, we've been doing this series that hopefully is going to come up on there, um, Our House, God's House. And it's kind of technically, it's kind of finished, and next week Pastor Sam started a new, new series. So I thought, um, I just, I want to do something a bit different. I want to just uh, tell you a bit of a personal story. I just wanted to say this, why, I want to tell you my story, why I love church. A bit of an end to that um, series, and before we get in, to the next one, and a, a kind of a bit of a bit of a set the scene for that. Um, I love church, and I love this church, but I, I also love church. Um, I just a few weeks ago, I was uh, leading a, a, a conference for all the new, South Island New Life pastors, and a few weeks, I'm leading a three day retreat for all the Vineyard pastors. Our son is a Wesleyan pastor in Christchurch. Christine's brother's an Anglican minister. I mean, to Presbyterian and Anglican guys. My Friday, last Friday, this Friday was with a group of Salvation Army, Catholic, Baptist, Elam people. I just love church, and I love this church. And, and, um, and so I want to just tell you, I guess, why I love church. And, and, and sometimes that's not such a popular thing these days. Um, but, but how to get into it, I guess the Bible doesn't talk a lot about um, kind of concepts and stuff, but it paints a whole lot of pictures, like the church is a family, the church is a bride, the church is a body. And, and I kind of like, I've, I feel like the thing that I love is sometimes I feel like we touch the best of what those things represent. And it's like, that's why I love this place. And so I want to kind of paint that picture, but I'm aware that, but, but that's, not, that's not like 24-7 every day it's like that. It's like marriage, eh? It's not, things, it's not, everything's not always wonderful. But I love Pastor Sam says, you know, we live between this gap between vision and reality, and you either, you either frame that as disappointment, which can turn into cynicism and criticism, or you could frame it as a yearning. Like I've, and I was reading something yesterday totally unrelated to this of a person who had an experience as a child, not Christian, not religious, but they used the language like, I felt like I touched heaven. And it stuck with them. And decades later, they, they, they changed stuff about their life because of one moment. And, and, that's, and I just want to talk about this. There's these times when I feel like we touch something of the best of what this thing is about. And that's why I keep turning up again. And that's why I'm still here kind of 50 years later, because I love the best of what church is. So, so let me go through some things. So first of all, one of the images is about family. Um, the Bible talks a lot about family. Therefore, church is family. As you have opportunity, let us do good to people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. In fact, you do well to love all God's family, yet we urge you in this language, brothers and sisters. And in fact, Jesus, uh, when, his, when his own mother and brothers came to him, he said, who are my mother and brothers? He looked at those seated, his disciples, and said, here are my mother and my brothers. And it's like part of the, the foundation, what is church? Is It's a family. And, um, and so it's interesting for, Family is important. We've, we've had a big few weeks for our natural family. Our, some of you know the story of our daughter, our middle daughter left school when she was 16, pregnant at 18. Uh, we'd spent a long journey, but a couple of weeks ago she, she graduated with a degree, so she's been a full-time mom, full-time worker, but finished a degree. And, and our, it's interesting, our youngest daughter was like, hey, uh, our middle daughter was like, I don't know if I'll go, and our youngest daughter was like, no, we're all coming to your graduation, and we're going to go out for dinner, and, and it was a real family event, and you realize the significance of it, but we flew straight back, and um, my, um, 
My mum had had an accident, and we flew back into a meeting with the doctors. That awkward moment when they go, actually, we're not going to go hard to make her better. We're going to keep her comfortable while she passes away. And suddenly it's like, oh, man, the family, we just gathered together as a family for four days, camped out in the hospital room, and um, as she passed away. And, you know, my, my wife, daughter-in-law, had pro- I, I don't know when this had happened, but at some point had promised my mum, uh, you won't die alone. And so just this commitment to be there, and Christine stayed there every night, just held her hand. Um, our, our youngest daughter there, who I remember as like a three-year-old, would twiddle my, grand- my mother's hair and put hair ties in it, just sat and stroked her hair and twiddled with her hair. Um, and we were all there when she passed away. And I've got a couple of nephews, part Māori, uh, and they, I mean, the oldest one was like, I just don't feel comfortable leaving Nana at the at the funeral director, could we bring her home to our place and just have her in the lounge like Marae style and we stay there? We're like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be amazing, thanks. And so we all just slept at his place in the lounge with my mum and, and then I took a funeral, took her little private family funeral the next day. But it was like, man, some, in those moments you discover something about what family's about. But, but, but the Bible says um, church is a family and to be honest, um, like I, I was... I just, I just kind of head down by my, whatever and work. But I, I was really touched with the expression of support and love from our church family. And, uh, and I kind of, maybe I'm a bit thick, but I was like, oh, people really care for us. This is not just us, this is family. And I was particularly touched with a, a group, mainly ex-students who turned up at our house one night um, with these gifts and stuff. And, and to see their expression of uh, love and care. And, and I, it struck me like, and again, that's not for everyone, but there's people like, man, I'd really, I'd really, the Bible says you reap what you sow. It's like, man, I'd really invested in these people's life. And, and I realized I loved them and that they loved me. And we don't talk about that a lot, but at the core of why I love church, there's a group of people that I love and they love me. And that's the best of what this thing is about. And so, so church is family, and that's why I love church. But church is also um, a bride. Um, Jesus says this, let us rejoice, or revelation, rejoice and be glad, give him glory, for the wedding of the lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. The idea church is a bride, uh, this injunction to husbands, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, to present her to himself as a radiant church. And, and the idea, I love weddings, and I, what I realized, this group of mainly ex-students who brought this gift, I thought, oh, four of those couples I married. And, and I love taking weddings, and I love, there's two special moments in weddings. There's when the bride appears and, and, and walks towards the front, and the groom hopefully kind of gets all teary-eyed and is overwhelmed um, by the beauty of the bride, his bride. And then the second moment is the vows, when people look into each other's eyes and make these pledges of love. And, and something about this image of bride is that there are moments of incredible beauty and that's why I love church. You know, I think about moments in church. I remember the first time coming to a Quipper's service. I started as a youth worker like 38 years ago and have seen youth organizations kind of plateau and die. But to walk into a Quipper's service and see waves of young people responding to Jesus, I just stood at the back and wept. 
um, to, see, to see baptism services where there's a whole line of people expressing their faith. Those are those moments of beauty. To see often, for me, it's been uh, at shout or on services when there's been items in Tadao. And if I had any here, it would stand on end. It's just like, it's just like, oh my God, there is something incredible about this moment. Um, there, there, there are just when people share testimonies of faith and finance and stuff. You just see, man, there are some mom- there are some beautiful moments where this is not just a family. This is a bride, and, and there's something beautiful about this place. And that's why I love church because there are incredibly beautiful moments. Which kind of leads to the third image that the church is a temple. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? Down below, you together are that temple. First Peter talks about you should come to him, the living stone. Uh, you are like living stones being built into a spiritual house. And Ephesians talks about we're built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus. In him, the whole building is joined together. And in fact, it talks about Moses was faithful in the house, but Jesus is faithful over God's house, and we are that house. And, and you know, it's great that we're a loving family. It's great, beautiful things happen. But when I think of them, the really beautiful moments are beautiful because they're transcendent moments. And you realize, man, something, something just opened. There was a touch of heaven in this moment. And that's why I love church. I, I think of moments of worship, particularly in shout. I remember a time Isaac Graham leading worship, just unable to continue singing and just kind of bowed over. And there was this eruption, a roar like, yes, this is what we live for. That moment when people are overwhelmed. Moments like Pastor Esther preaching. Team nights when Pastor Sam shares vision and there's prayer or spiritual warfare and prophecy. Sometimes, you know, we finish every service with this appeal for someone to come to, people to come to faith. And anytime anyone responds, it's amazing. But some, for me, sometimes something cracks open and it's not just one or two or four or five. It's like 10 or two. And, and you just feel like, oh my goodness, we just touched something. We're in, the, we're in a supernatural, transcendent moment. And, and that's why I love church, for those moments. So we're, we're a family. We're a bride. We're a temple. We're also a body. Um, Paul talks about that just as each of us has one body with any members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though many... So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. Again, 1 Corinthians 12, just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ, and you are the body of Christ. It's interesting, we, we've got a 13-month um, granddaughter from Christchurch. She was up last weekend um, when her mum and dad were away, and so we, Christine and I looked after her for the weekend. So we brought, we brought her to church last Sunday, the service, but Christine had to be in the service, so it was my job to find the parents' room and go and check her in and look after her. And, and it's like, oh, my goodness, there's a, you know, and it was like, I did, you know, I've been around for a long time, but, oh, there's a whole little room with all these beautiful toys. And there's these two young women who their experience of church on Sunday is sitting in a room down there with four one-year-olds looking after them, and there was a little mat time when they handed out boxes of raisins, and they had a little, little kid's Bible and read a one-minute Bible story, and I was just like, this is why I love church, 
We're a body where people use their gifts and abilities to serve. And at the same time, there's people here early making all that food that was handed out last week. There's people arriving at 5 a.m. to pack in. There's friendly, happy people welcoming you. There's technical people setting up all of this stuff. And it's like, man, I love church because it's a body of people using their gifts and abilities to serve one another. And it's like, um, you know, then there's the e-groups, there's the ministry, there's the conferences. It's like, I love this place. I love that there's a group of people who use what God's given them to serve one another. So, we're, you know, we're, we're a family, um, we're a bride, we're a temple, we're a body. It's not a good word for this, but some people don't like this, but there is a sense, this is an enterprise. This is an, this is an organization. Paul talks about this. We are co-workers in God's service, and he uses two metaphors. You are God's field and God's building. It's like, it's like this is like a, a market garden or a building project. There, there is a level of, of operation to this thing. You know, he unpacks this idea of, people different roles in the gardening which leads to you are God's field then he does a brutal segue to another metaphor you're God's building and then he unpacks that but it's like there is a sense that this thing is an operation that's moving forward that has some momentum to it and um and Jesus says this I tell you you are Peter and on this rock I'll build my church and I want to tell you I travel around a lot of uh churches around the country and I see a lot of kind of stunted frustrated ministries and churches and one of the things I love about this church is a sense of momentum and scale you know there's now something like twi- well four campuses around Auckland I don't know if you know Pukekohe's probably quadrupled in the last few years North Shore's at least doubled uh, Manico now three services regularly over 500 on the Sunday sometimes hitting 600 23 locations around New Zealand something like um I lost count, Pastor Bruce, but all of the locations around the world, there's just, I counted this morning, I forgot. It's, it's just like, this thing is moving forward. And I love being part of something that's going somewhere and, and is building towards something. No, I don't know. Well, I'm, I love being part of that kind of church, which is this kind of enterprise thing. And leaders are being raised up and and what I, what I get to be involved in at college is seeing another generation of leaders raised up. But, but that leads to this, uh, this final one, that we're also an army. And again, some people don't like this, but, but Paul uses this. He says, this other guy, yeah, we're, you're my brother. We're family. You're my co-worker. Yeah, we're, we're part of an enterprise. But actually, you're my fellow soldier. Like, there's a cause to this thing. There's a battle to this thing. Similarly, in Philemon, our friend and then our fellow worker. Yeah, our sister, but also our fellow soldier. And, and Paul talks about this. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And, and there's part of this thing. It's like all of the effort of, of being a body and giving gifts and, and, a, that, and to build. It's not about empire building. It's because... There's a battle on for our generation. We don't battle against people, but, but I don't know about you, but I'm sick of, 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 I'm embarrassed that our country has the worst teenage suicide rates in the world. I'm, a, I'm embarrassed about um, some of the oppression and things in our nation. I'm embarrassed about the fact that 90% of our city won't be in church this morning. And something needs to rise up and go, I love being part of something that is seeing the God's kingdom advance and is smashing into the kingdom of darkness. That seeing people's lives transformed and is making a difference. I love being part of that. 
And so, you know, Revelation talks about this side of Jesus, which we'll only see finally. And then I saw heaven open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges. He, he, he does wage war. There's things Jesus wants to see stopped in this world. And he has a name written on it that no one knows by himself. Verse 14, the armies of heaven are following him, riding on white horses. And coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword. There's an authority to cut through stuff that is destroying people and binding people and and to see them set free. And And it just says on his robe and on his side, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I love being part of something that's on the side of truth and justice and goodness and liberation and freedom and love. Um, and interesting in the famous prophecy in the book of Ezekiel, where, where the Spirit takes Ezekiel out and sees this va- famous valley of dry bones. And it's like, can these live? And he's like, well, you know God. And, and Ezekiel's called to prophesy to them. And they come together, and verse 6, I will attach tendons, I'll make flesh come upon you, I'll put breath in you, then you'll know that I'm the Lord. So he prophesied, and it started, the bones rattle, and they come together, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, there's no breath on them. And this is the climax of the story. I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life, and they stood up on their feet, a vast army. I love that we're a family. I love the fact that I love people here and that they love me. I love the fact that this is a bride and there are beautiful moments. I love the fact that we're a temple. There are transcendent moments. I love the fact that we're a body, that we get to add our gifts to make this thing work. I love that we're an enterprise that has momentum and is advancing. But bottom line, I love the fact that we're part of a great army that's seeing the cause of Jesus set people free. And it's like, oh man, this is also why I love church. I've been doing this a long time. I love being part of this place. And, and it's like, why? Because at moments we touch the best of all of those. And whenever I touch it, I yearn for more of it. And I just want to know more of it. And I want us as a community to live in the best of these things, more of that. The funny, interesting thing is that, in a sense, I love church, but I don't love church first. Because <laughs> there's something about this, I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, we're a family, but we're the family of God. Yeah, we're a bride, but we're the bride of Christ. Yeah, we're a temple, but we're the temple of God, founded on Christ, filled with the Spirit. Yeah, we're a body, but we're the body of Christ, gifted by the Spirit. Yeah, we're an enterprise, but we're the work of God, co-workers with Him, led by Christ. And yeah, we're an army, but we're the army of God, led by Christ, empowered by the Spirit. The ultimate thing that makes this place loving, family, beautiful, powerful, effective, is not church as an end, but that Jesus is here. And I love church because I love Jesus. And I love that he's here and I love what he's doing in our midst. And that's why I, I love this church and I love church. You know, there's um, an interesting, maybe I can, but early, but maybe I can get the keyboards up. Um, there's a fascinating um, story in the book of Revelation where John, old man, on an island, in exile, being tortured, all his friends being executed, and he has a vision of Jesus. Um, and, and, and he just, this is, this is Revelation 1. So this is the first thing God wants to say. It's like, man, I want to know about the future. I want to, no, no, first of all, I, I need a fresh vision of Jesus. 
And maybe if you got a bit tired or weary or cynical, you just need a fresh vision of Jesus. Because once you've got a fresh vision of him, then you'll understand and he's present here doing something. And it just said this, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet with a golden sash around his chest. In the temple, the high priest would tend these oil lamps. And he sees a vision of Jesus as a high priest tending these lamps. And, and he sees about Jesus. He just says, the hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. And in his hand, he held these seven stars. And coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. And his face was like sun shining in the brilliance. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. You know, this is, this is John who as a young man reclined on Jesus's chest. Like he's the, he, he was the young protege guy. He knowing Jesus. He had served Jesus for decades, longer than anyone else. He had the most profound insight into Jesus. He's the guy that wrote, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Nobody knew Jesus better than John. And yet when he saw Jesus as he is now, he was overwhelmed and he was overcome. And maybe if you've got a bit tired and a bit weary and a bit cynical of all of this thing, you just need a fresh encounter with Jesus. Because it says, then the, the Spirit says, right there for what you've seen and what is now and what will take place. The mystery of the seven, so Jesus is holding these seven stars amongst seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands of the seven churches. This incredible Jesus actually... This is really about why I love Jesus. Because he's amazing. Because he's so loving. Because he's so beautiful. Because he's so powerful. Because he's so caring. Because he's so powerful. Because he's so effective. And what's he doing now? He's tending this ragamuffin group of people that he says, you are my expression in this world. You are my family to welcome in the lost. You are my bride to display my beauty. You are my temple to host my presence. You are my body to exercise your gifts to achieve my purposes. You are my enterprise to build this church. And you are my army to roll back the destructive powers of darkness. And so because I love Jesus, that's why I love the church. And so it's just... uh, I'm not trying to, this is just my personal testimony. I love church. I've been doing this a long time. I've given my life to serve Jesus and to serve his church. I feel like I work hard serving his church. I feel like I love the people that I serve. And I feel like they love me. And that's pretty special to be part of something.